0: And welcome to NUFC Matters With me Steve Wraith It's Tuesday night Which means it's myself and Liam Kennedy Talking Newcastle United Looking back on the last seven days Good evening Liam
1: All right, it's not often a
0: Tuesday we're getting together these days, is it? Well, I know, but I mean, after a bit of a discussion between you and I, I thought, well, yeah, I'm happy to do it tonight, even though it means it's a long shift for me. I've got the match, I've got 45 minutes break and then back on for match day live tonight with the Crystal Palace game. It's not very often we do a match day together, so I suppose, I think my, my feeling on this was as well, after the result of the weekend... I wanted to be able to talk to you about something positive uh, because we've had so much negative in the last month or so with results on the pitch that there was that chance that if we did it tomorrow night and Newcastle get beat tonight, we would have been back to normal talking doom and gloom. So it means it gives you the opportunity to accentuate the positives about the uh, performance of the weekend. And, and then obviously we can look ahead to tonight's game as well and wonder whether Steve Bruce will be doing a bit of this. Uh, with Graham Jones, because there was that Graham Jones effect I felt at the weekend. It seems to have split fans' opinions. Seems to have wound Steve Bruce up a little bit. Obviously, the picture I took at the weekend during match day live um, would suggest that Steve Bruce wasn't too happy with Graham Jones's involvement. Certainly, hasn't given him any praise. But let's talk about the football before we look at that. Um, what a result! I personally felt, Liam, that was the best performance of the season so far.
1: Easily, yeah. I think it was it was the most complete performance. It was the first time in a long while that Newcastle um, have looked like a proper football team. Um I wasn't sure they had a performance like that in them, um, and I think a lot of people out there will probably feel that um, and agree with that sentiment. Uh, look, I think it's it's not without being too critical of Steve Bruce. It is quite obvious that um, Graham Jones has had a big impact. It was like the Belgian blueprint. It was like uh, Callum Wilson became Romelu Lukaku. It was like in uh, Hazard. Um, Almiron played that position. It was very Belgium-like in the way that he set up. We all know that Graham Jones uh, had a decent influence on um, that Belgium side that got in the semi-finals of the World Cup recently with Roberto Martinez and Thierry Henry as the, the coaching team. So, yeah, I think, I think they did. He was only in a few days, but you could see that there was a collective press. I think that's one thing that... Um, has been lacking when he United. I can think back to one example this season when he it tried the high press and it was Southampton away. And it and it, it could have worked, but they just kept gifting the ball away constantly. And the only the only pressed in ones and twos. If you do that and you don't do it collectively, then it's never going to work. Um, but he it really pressed in in packs um, in the, as a unit. And it and it's amazing what you can do when you win the ball um, sort of thirty or forty yards further up the pitch. That what you can actually do with it with four or five men around the ball um, and Newcastle United really, uh, really did that they, they looked like scoring goals Callum Wilson had more chances in 90 minutes than he probably had in the previous 10 games um, he had five chances missed a sitter, hit the post, hit the bar scored twice and, and of course he was complaining he could have a hat trick. but I think he'd be absolutely delighted that those chances are falling his way now because it's been a real barren spell in terms of uh, chances created for the striker um, Miguel Almiron's got that smile back on his face. That's not not a coincidence. Um, Ryan well, look at his
0: look at his heat look at his heat map. I mean, we got that from obviously the official club Twitter. Um, that was a heat map from from the weekend's game. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? It's like I said to we in moons on Sunday. That's like uh, that cereal you used to have when you were a kid, ready brek. And uh, yeah. you used to do the advert where he used to go all the way down and fill your body. I mean, that that's exactly what it looks like. But uh, what a what a what a performance!
1: Yeah, it was, and he wasn't the only one. He was—he covered. He seemed to cover it, cover of grass, which a heat map sort of proves as well. But he was more central, and he wasn't—he wasn't a number ten. He wasn't—he um, wasn't played out wide, which he has been largely this season. He was in a position that really, really suited him. Um, he was—he was central, almost the central of the attackers of the three. Um, at times, he was the furthest forward. Um, with Callum Wilson dropping out of the right, and it really, really worked. It complemented everybody in that team really well. We've seen performances from the likes of Jeff Henrik, which we didn't, we've never seen this season. He was covering, again, like Almiron, he was probably one of the top runners on the pitch. Um, Javier Mankiw was absolutely outstanding at right back. Jamal Lewis looked like a player transformed. Isaac Hayden stood out for me as a real transformation because I know he's been one player that's... Um, been quite critical of this of the the tactics. Uh, been quite vocal on the pitch towards the manager. I know there's been some friction between the two of them at times. Um, and I think I think it was really really refreshing to see Isaac Hayden play in a position that really suits him. Um, and he really he really warmed to it as well. So there was good performances all over the park. Fabian Shaw was good. Um, yeah, I think there's very few players that you could really fault. Look, John Rose Shelby. Anybody who watches this, will always know that I'm not his biggest fan. Um, I think he could do more off the ball, and I think he got found wanting at times. But again, on the ball, he was really progressive, um, pushed forward, made some good passes, kept the ball moving. So, yeah, like I say, you go through the whole team and, and probably pick out positives uh, for all of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and and looking at tonight, looking ahead tonight, it's 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 a really winnable game, a really winnable game, um, and I do fancy them tonight. Um, you look at Saturday and and Southampton, despite being a very good side and having a very good season to a point, aren't really scoring many goals recently. They're not They're not mm-hmm. a team in, in much form. So you'd look at these next two and say, if Newcastle can somehow get four points out of these two games in the next week, then you're flying, really. look, Flying within reason. Look, it's, it, there's obviously context to it, but in terms of the way Newcastle have been this season, if they get another four points on the board, take themselves up to 26 points. I genuinely think this season, you're probably looking at... Thirty-four would probably keep you up as fourth bottom. So yeah. then it you know you castinate up pretty much there. It may even be less because then you're relying on you're relying on if it's thirty-four, you're relying on the likes of Fulham, more than doubling half that, that season total. And there's less than less than half the games left. So they'd have to go on a really, really good run to to get above thirty four points. And but I think that's a base mark that you cast have got to reach um in this season. This really important season, really really important season, where there's a lot of things at play. The um, castle just need to get there, get themselves over that line um, this season. And I, and I think for all the doubts that we had in the run up to Everton, um, there was really a lot of positives to take because it was just it was just really heartwarming to know that there is that performance in there. And I think that's where a lot of the positivity from everybody on, particularly on social media over the weekend, came from. It was it was a real positive place to be this weekend um, because. It felt so good. It actually felt good. Newcastle United winning a football match on a weekend, on an early Saturday. I walked around the rest of the day with the biggest smile on my face ever. Nowhere to go, of course. Nothing to do, but I was just so happy. And I imagine that will probably be reflected everywhere else and lots of people watching this would have felt the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, Jamal Lewis deserves a little bit of praise as well. Mark, I'll come back to your question because I think it's a good one. Um, but Jamal Lewis, again, the heat map, uh, courtesy of Newcastle United's Twitter. Um you know, he probably had his best game in a black and white shirt. I mean, there was a few outstanding performances, but everyone had a good game. But in particular, Lewis, you know, with with his ball in for for uh, for Wilson for the goal as well. Um, you know, we finally saw him off the leash and doing what we were hoping he was going to do when he signed in uh, in the preseason.
1: He's a footballer who's got a lot of ability. He's he's an attacking fullback. He's not a great defender, but look, he can be coached and improved. Um, Jurgen Klopp really saw something in the footballer in the summer. I thought he could really grow him as as a player. Um, so I think I think he is he is a good player. There is a good player in there. Look, he's had a really tough season, but he's a young lad. Um, it's only his second season in the Premier League. Um, he's made a big move up here. A bit of pressure with the the kind of fee that was involved, um, and I think he struggled with that in a poor team. They've got to remember that there's been a lot of criticism of certain players' performance this season, but. The team as a whole have been dreadful for most of that, so you, you haven't really had many players standing out in, in those kind of um, in this team in those kind of performances. So I think now as a positive to take from that, Jamal Lewis. I think if he can, if he can be allowed to roam a little bit further forward, if he can have a big impact um, in an attacking sense, then I think um, yeah, I think I think we've got a good player on our hands. Um, he's the best left back of the club by far. Um, and, and I think he's got a lot of promise, especially in a like I said in an attacking sense. He's probably a better wing back than a full back. But like I say, with a bit of quality coaching, he can he can be probably um, turned into a very very good footballer.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Mad Mark, uh, good evening mate. He says uh, with Yedlin's departure and new arrival Willock being a homegrown under twenty one player, which member of the outcasted Newcastle squad would likely get reintroduced back into the twenty five man squad? Atu, Savé or good question Mark
1: It is a good question There's actually a couple of others That you could add to that list That people may not know about There's the lad who's basically Alan St Maximin's best mate that Florent Indalessio He is also an overage player And there is also um, a centre midfielder Who used to be at Chelsea um, Called Kyle Scott Who is quite a cultured um, centre midfielder Has had a lot of injury problems so there are i think there are actually five players who could easily be added to that list look i think the realistic one is is christian atsu will probably come into that he has largely been training on his own and omri soive has been training um with the group which might be a hint but i would expect it would be christian atsu i think he's the one who easily brings the most to the table in terms of ability it's a little bit of an embarrassing move um I'm not going to be too critical of a club of the transfer window and um, having to bring one of those players in simply because this to me was the transfer window that promised nothing and didn't really deliver anything either. Um, I wasn't expecting Newcastle United to really go out and, and improve that lot in terms of personnel. There isn't a lot of money kicking around. Um, it was always going to be loan deals. And they had a little go. They did have a little goal, like I said, said uh, on Twitter, Newcastle were very. They thought they had the uh, Turkish ten half who went to Liverpool. They thought they had him. Everything was agreed. Uh, Hamza Chowdhury was, I'm told, virtually a done deal. It was sorted, and um, player was happy to come. Everything had been agreed. It was just relying on other other players um, signing for Leicester, and um, one coming from Watford to Leicester, and it just never happened. And there's nothing you can really do about that. But I think ideally Newcastle would have wanted three in, but I don't. I don't feel like. Um, I don't feel disappointed. I think there's been windows of years gone by where I've been, at this stage, really disappointed with the type of business you casting that they've done. Um, but I, because I was expecting so little from the window, I think it's hard to be disappointed. Look, people out there might might feel totally differently. They might be totally incensed by the idea that all oh, we have done is sign, a, sign an Arsenal young kid to to sort of home him up to go back to Arsenal as a better player. But look, at the end of the day, I think if he adds a bit of legs to me casting at his midfield, which is what he's been brought in to do, um, then in the end, with the wider context that we just need to make sure that we stay in this division this season, if he can bring a little bit to that side, then I'm, I'm not one to complain.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Willick, um, you know, he came out, he gave a, a social media message last night to uh, Newcastle's fans. He's looking forward to, you know, to pulling on the black and white shirt and playing for Newcastle. Um, I, we didn't expect a, a great deal of action in this transfer window anyway, did we? Because not just at Newcastle, but you know, across the across the board, I mean, A, there's a pandemic, B, you know, we have, you know, Brexit in this country, which will, will certainly affect people's thoughts. Um, Yeah, I, we just didn't expect a great deal, and that's what we got, you know. Uh, I think the big shock to many Newcastle fans, after it had been reported early in the window, was that Matt Ritchie didn't leave. But clearly, either Newcastle wanted too much money or... Bournemouth weren't prepared to offer him what he wanted. So, you know, that's why that's collapsed. But for me, I don't know about you, I'm delighted that Matt Ritchie stayed because I think, you know, having him in that dressing room. You know, if he's not on the pitch, is still a massive positive, and he'll, he'll, you know, he'll do his bit from the sidelines. Certainly coming on as well, and it, it gives us that cover as well. You know, you know, he can, he's an adaptable player. He can play in midfield. He can play at, You know, he's proved he could play it at fullback. Um, you know, he can, you know, play play in the wing if need be. But he's in, in centre midfield if need be. But he's, you know, he's, a, he's an, he's a versatile player, and I think losing him would have been a big blow. So I'm pleased he stayed.
1: Maybe he's, I'm not. I'm. I'm not disappointed. He stayed. Being brutally honest, I do think Matt Ritchie's seen better days. Um, and I think if you want to improve your squad, I think you do need to improve on players like that. I think he's. He's. He was a fantastic signing when he was brought in. And um, did a fantastic job as a left wing back in the Premier League as well. Um, under a really strict, disciplined Rafa Benitez side. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I, I think in this, I don't think he fits in a four um as a back four as a left back i don't think he's a good enough defender um and i think he's just he was never a quick player but he's just lost that little yard of sharpness it happens to everybody um and i think further forward he's less effective but like i say he's he's a he's a really solid solid professional you can never fault matt ritchie for effort or, or anything like that and i think um to have those kind of players in and around the squad is no bad thing
0: yeah, no, I would agree. He's uh, just experienced and it's good. Yeah, a lot of people uh, paying their respects, of course, to Captain Tom. And obviously, uh, you know, that guy um, got all the plaudits that he deserved. And uh, terrible news, uh, you know, to hear of the passing of Captain Tom. And. Um, if there's anybody deserves a statue built, it's that guy, because, uh, you know, he stood up when, um, you know, when, when the chips were down for our country last year, and raised, you know, almost £40 million uh, for the NHS. Shouldn't have had to do it, but he did, and, uh, yeah, our thoughts are, are with his family, and let's hope that, uh, you know, he gets some kind of send-off, and uh, some kind of remembrance that he uh, quite clearly deserves, but rest in peace uh, Captain Tom. and Lots of Bits and bobs on about the takeover Me and Liam made a, a promise to each other This afternoon that we weren't going to talk about the takeover Because to be honest Liam There's nothing to say um, and, and I think we'll, we can yeah. at, least, at least say that And it's pointless talking about the takeover If there's nothing to say
1: That's the thing um, it, It's not really It hasn't moved on a lot since we were last on Last talking and I don't really see the point in massively going over old ground it hasn't not moved because that's a negative thing this isn't coming from a negative standpoint it just it, it's just one of those things it's part of the process and i think we will we'll be the first to come on here and chat about things with regards to any casting takeover um, when there's something to talk about but until that point i think everyone something we've always preached on here is just you know remain remain patient i think everyone just needs to remain patient with it the process will play out. It'll it'll probably stall at times. It'll probably frustrate. But that's shared by the people involved at the very top of this deal as well. So you're not alone out there and being frustrated and wanting wanting um, progress. So yeah, I think I think the the best case scenario at the moment is just everyone just to just concentrate on the on the football. We've got a match tonight. Uh, got a match on Sunday again. Um, got uh, you know a lot of things happening with the football club. We've just had a transfer window look just I would just be patient that's all I can say to people
0: yeah, I mean, it's not takeover related with regards to Newcastle But what on earth did you make of that Burnley takeover Now that the news is coming out of exactly what has gone on there um, And like Paul Williams says like to hear our views on, on the owners and directors test for the Burnley takeover Because it appears if you're not viewed as a threat by the top six Any old Tom, Dick or Harry can get the green light I think Paul's really put it across really well there But I mean, how bizarre is that?
1: really bizarre um, it's it's embarrassing really I mean the, the, this is the Premier League who really care about their clubs. you know they've the, the, got to make sure that the right owners come in and really care about the the, the rights of, of the, their sponsors and things like that and really look after them and it's just ridiculous um, speak to speak to Steve Hasty, obviously have the three amigos regularly and he's been preaching this for for quite some time about the, the Burnley so watch out for Burnley watch out for all the Back the backroom dealings and the, the loans from from the USA and all this kind of thing. So yeah, he's been all over this one for the last few weeks, and, and, and it's now it's now hitting the the mainstream media. It's it's a really concerning thing for a club like Burnley, who's going to be if effectively had a transformation or felt like one in the ownership, but it's not. It's actually put the club worse off than they were before. Um, it, it's just it's just a really sad thing. There's a lot of clubs like that and I think there'll be more go this way, but it's it's a really brass neck situation, isn't it, with the Premier League that they claim they were trying to look after look after their football clubs and, and rejected Newcastle United. Um well didn't reject, didn't make a decision. Let's be honest about it. Didn't even make a decision on Newcastle United, but could quite easily just sweep this one through where it's basically as as, as the uh the viewer put there, any Tom Nick or Harry lending money off uh anybody just to make sure they pay the bills and, and Numbering the club with with debt, leverage with debt, um, yeah, it's a really. I mean, there'll be a lot of Burnley fans out there really concerned, and I think I think football fans in general should be concerned if if that's the governing body are allowing um, football clubs to be taken over by people effectively buying football clubs on tick.
0: Yeah, uh, last couple of uh, days for the Old Coach House Distillery um, Thank you to them for their main sponsorship through January uh, I think their 10% uh, discount may well be finished now Because we are well into February uh, But a big thanks to them They've got a couple of days left And uh, I know that they've been very pleased With their uh, publicity that they've received And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk The makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wall's End And the makers of some rather interesting video gifts Which are going around now, uh, one in particular, or two in particular which have me and Liam dancing and I know someone's just asked the question, will we be dancing, I'll ask Liam in a second uh, but also Q-Tech do make our t-shirts uh, and you can buy them at newcastlelegends.com also a big shout out to John from Jab Signature who uh, make uh, our flyers and design all our artwork, big thank you to you John, so Liam, will you be doing any of this dancing that Q-Tech we we're doing on the gifts at some point
1: Uh, I'm not that good a dancer, nor have I ever been that thin. But it was a, it was quite entertaining, to be <laughs> honest. It made us laugh. It certainly made a lot of people uh, laugh. As well.
0: What's the um, take on this one? Then Simon asks us: With the current defensive issues in Yedland Soul, should we not have co- recalled Lejeune with Lascelles out for a while?
1: I don't actually know if uh, there is a recall option in that uh, Lejeune deal. Um, he's over in Spain at the moment he's been performing reasonably well um, but what I would say is my feeling on this is that Steve Bruce and his coaches don't particularly rate Lejeune um, that was the, the sense that I got in the summer um, when doing a little bit of digging and a little bit of talking around was that it wasn't I think, I think a lot more was expected of Florian Lejeune he had a lot of injuries when Steve Bruce first came to the club and I think he'd been talked up a lot um, by the press like people then around the club that he was the best centre half. Just wait till he comes back. And I think I think the, I think Steve Bruce being a centre half himself was quite underwhelmed um, by Lejeune. That's not my view on Florent Lejeune. I really do rate Florent Lejeune um, when he's fit. Um, but it's important getting him fit. And I don't think he was quite managed in the right way when he came back from injury, because he's one of them footballers. He's not somebody who just comes straight in and can perform. Um, I think we've seen it before when he's had previous injuries. He takes a little takes a good probably about a month to warm into the, the flow of Premier League football again but once he's flying he's, he's like a Rolls Royce footballer I really think he's a, a really good centre half um, but at the moment I don't know if there is a recall option on that um, even if there is I'm, I'm of a mind to think Steve Bruce thinking back to the summer um, I don't think Steve Bruce would be of a mind to, to call him back
0: no, uh, Mo Chugs, good evening. He says, What do you think of the progression of the Longstaff brothers since we've signed Joel Willock? Do you think it'll stagnate further or will they get better? Yeah, it's not been a great season for the Longstaff so far.
1: No, um the Longstaffs is a really, really uh interesting situation at Newcastle United at the moment. There's obviously things going on um away from the pitch, um when Sean's particularly played on the pitch, he hasn't really performed. Um, there's issues. There's two sides to every story, um, but it's not it's not a great story to tell um, of the Longstaff brothers. And i I find it quite sad because I do think there is a genuinely really two fantastic footballers in there. Um, I think Matty showed when he came in the side that he was he was uh, he casted at his best, um, and I do think there could be a place for him in this team still. I just want to see them both get their heads down and, and, and because there's been issues I just want to see them really get knuckled down and prove to the manager why you should be in that football team. That's the only way a footballer who's out of favour or has got issues off away from the, the football pitch can can really prove to the manager that, that he's worth a place in the side. And look, between now and the end of the season there'll be injuries, there will be problems um, and I think one of those two guys in particular could definitely get in and make a big impact um, but it is really concerning I think it's really concerning that Two young lads have stagnated for a best part of eighteen months now. They haven't progressed beyond the players that that they were probably yeah, Sean Longstaff for two years, the best part, stagnated. Um he's never been the same player. And I think he is a good player. Um I do think there's a good player in there. Matty Longstaff hasn't really come on in, in the last year, I would say. Um he's still probably where he was when he broke into the team um scored that goal against Manchester United and others. But I, I don't think that's the end of the story for them. I think this can be turned around, um, and I think the manager, I think the manager needs to give them another chance. And I think, I think there needs to be a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say too much. I think there needs. I just think there needs to be. I think they need to get their heads down, and really graft and, and prove, prove that they're worth a place in this side. Because it's now, like you said, um, with uh, Willif coming in, it's a really competitive position. I would anticipate Joe Willif will come in and probably, uh, probably fit in where Jeff Hendrick will play tonight um, give it a little bit more legs than Hendrick even though he was decent at the weekend um, mm. for me, I'd probably bring him in for John Joe Shelby, but that, again, that's just me um, I think Matty Longstaff can can really get back into that position I think he's got a really good opportunity to do that, but he needs to get his head down uh, as does his brother
0: uh, Darren says, Daniel Sturridge is still without the club would you take him till the end of the season?
1: No, no I wouldn't
0: no. Uh- just a question from me um, You know, in that transfer window I mean, obviously we saw, you know, there was potential You know, Jesse Lingard was mentioned as a potential Etc. I mean, was there any You know, any ins or outs That nearly went through that should have gone I mean, Shoudry was another one which we all expected Potentially to pull on a shirt I, I guess with Richie staying, Shoudry coming In wouldn't have gone down too well They had a little bit of uh, business between them In their uh, recent seasons, but yeah I mean, was was there any that just just Fell by the wayside, I mean, Bruce course, alluded to the fact that uh, his main transfer uh, didn't didn't come off. Uh,
1: so the three, the three that I think they thought they could get was uh, Jesse Lingard. They really pushed hard to get Jesse Lingard, um, but the I mean there, were, there was people within um, the Manchester United coaching team, Michael Carrick, and others, who were really championing the idea of Jesse Lingard being sent and cast United. but um, that move was was uh, vetoed. Um, and he was pushed down to West Ham, and he went down there. Um, can't explain to us why that might be, but I suppose people might be able to work out. Um, then there's uh, Ozan Kabak. I think they thought they had him. I think they, they're pretty sure they had him, but obviously Liverpool's situation, Liverpool were really pushed on the final day to get the centre-halves in. Um, and by all accounts, he is a he's a pretty talented defender um, that would have had uh, a very small fee and could have been brought in um, for around, sort of, I think it may have been around £15 million in the summer if he'd done reasonably well. Um, so that was one they thought they had. They thought they had him up until um, deadline day morning. Um, I, I believe everything was was virtually agreed on that deal. Hamza Chowdhury is the one that got closest. Um, I know he's, it's going over all ground. It was talked about for quite some time. He was on the, the radar for the full month. Um, but it, it was just a case of. Uh, of the lad from Watford not moving to Leicester, and um, if that had happened, then uh, Hamza Chowdhury would have ended up in Newcastle, United, um, and he would have slotted in probably where Isaac Hayden is. Um, look, I think I think he's a he's a he's a character who would have um, polarized opinion in Newcastle uh, among Newcastle United fans, but I do think he was a reasonable player, and I think he would have added strength to to the squad. So those are the three Lingard, the really pushed hard for, got knocked back um they also thought they had the center half from Schalke and um, and they thought they had Hamza Chowdhury. Chowdhury was uh, was more than happy to come and agreed everything um but it just didn't happen and that's what can happen on final days and I'll hear people out there complain but well, why did they leave at the final day everybody does Liverpool came in at the last minute well if you complain about losing the center half well why did Liverpool leave it at the last minute they've needed a center half since September you know what i mean it's just it's just the way it happens in january so again i find it difficult to be critical of the, of the hierarchy for leaving it late because you don't know who's going to become available and you can have your lists and you don't know who who will be allowed to go like i say the 24 hours before the deadline shut, hamza chowdhury was being allowed to leave leicester um but then when it when it came towards team time on on deadline day he was not being allowed to leave leicester that's how things can change they can change very quickly um but yeah, I think I think Willick's, Willicks um a player who's struggled to get in uh, at Arsenal because they've signed um, they've signed a lad from Norway from Real Madrid, and he'll probably play in that same sort of role position. They've also brought they've also got uh, Smith Rowe who was who scored against Newcastle. He was a he was a really talented young footballer as well. And I think Willock's just found it really difficult to get in there. So um, this is his time to prove it. Um, and I, and I think if he if he sounds as good as what's been told to me, um, then I think he'll be all right. And I think he'll add a bit of legs in there. And that's something that Newcastle don't really have in that midfield. They don't have that pace. Um, he's got an eye for goal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how he performs. And look, let's, let's be brutally honest about this as well. He's 21. He's struggled to get in at Arsenal. I would be very surprised if he's got a long-term future at Arsenal. He's going to have to really, really improve um, to, and, and pull up trims at Newcastle and then go back there and really perform to, to get in there because Arsenal's a type of club who will just sign players in those type of positions. So, yeah, if he does well at Newcastle United, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up staying here a little bit longer.
0: Don't forget, we are back tonight at 7:45, Match Day Live, Newcastle United versus Crystal Palace in the Premier League. It's at 8:15 kickoff on BT Sports. Uh, I'll be joined by the uh, the Match Day panel and UFC Matters panel. Uh, loads of opinions. Uh, probably one of our more popular shows, other than Liam's. Uh, to be fair, we're pulling in on average 7,000 viewers for this each Match Day, uh, with the crack and the banter from the lads uh, talking you through it, and uh, the odd appearance of my rattle. Uh, when uh, when Callum Wilson does put the ball in the back of the net. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it uh, Hopefully Newcastle can get two wins out of two and if you're a first-time visitor to the channel Then please uh, click on that little button uh, that you can see on the screen uh, It's a little badge uh, with a uh, UFC matters on and all we need you to do is uh, Click on that and subscribe to the channel If you also click the little thumb at the bottom there, you can like the video and uh, click share and share it onto your other social media platforms. It does help us. It's all free and it is a big help to help us grow our community and make the channel bigger and better. Color Coats has said that uh, there's a video. I've just watched it there as Liam was talking of the uh, Qatar embassy in Riyadh raising the Saudi, uh, raising the flag um, in the South, on the Saudi embassy. So that's uh, the Qatar embassy, sorry, raising the flag. So yeah, very interesting. That could be joining the dots. Who knows? Um, Pete L says, Liam, do you think Jones appointed Design Is designed to force Bruce out And do you think it's inevitably walks I mean I, I know I had a little bit of this discussion last week But it's um it's, it's another pair of eyes, is the way Steve Bruce de- described it. Uh, it's another coach, isn't it, at the end of the day? I think, really, it's just Mike Ashley's way of dealing with the, the current situation, isn't it? Or or Lee Charnley's way of dealing with it. You know, they, they clearly don't want to sack Steve Bruce for whatever reason, whether that's financial or whether it's because the feel of takeover is imminent and they, you know, they want to leave that decision to the potentially new owners. Um, but ultimately, they're, they're dealing with it the way they want to deal with it. And they feel that bringing Graham Jones is... Graham Jones in will help The current managerial team
1: Steve I think you've summed it up Quite perfectly there to be honest I don't believe it is a move to force him out Do I believe um, He 100% endorsed it No I don't I think his reactions Have proven that um, But no I think there was there was a lot of due diligence Done by the people at the top of the football club With regards to the move um, They spoke to a lot of people and, and brought somebody in that they think would bring value um, and they think we'll be able to help Steve Bruce along because they, they weren't seeing any signs of improvement. I think I think the takeover always um, looms large over any decision taken at this football club now. Um, it isn't imminent, but that can change very quickly. Things can move very, very fast. They haven't moved very fast for quite a while, but things can. And I don't think Mike Ashley, um, uh, Justin Barnes and Lee Charney are in any particular mood to make huge groundbreaking decisions that Newcastle United while that still rumbles on in the background. I think that could be a problem in the summer too. I think there's been big losses at the football club. I don't think they will go out and spend big money if they're still in charge and if this is still rumbling on. Um, but I'd I, I go back to Jones. I think, I think it's been a really positive, uh, positive early signs, positive appointment. Um, and just that, that, that fresh approach on the training pitch um fresh ideas is just just um just giving the players a little kick up the backside they maybe needed it was maybe sick of the arm around the shoulder approach which had sort of disappeared and gone to sort of a, almost um public criticism and public shaming of certain players certain in certain performances and I think they maybe just needed needed to feel loved a little bit again and and, and coached a bit and, and and graham jones has come in and done that worked on a number of things including the press set pieces drills all that kind of thing and and had a little bit of input in terms of the setup and the formation and and I think that's probably all they needed because we've said it all along you doubt it you think oh, are they even a good bunch of players but I think they're better they're much better than where they are in the league they're a better they're not they're not probably maybe not a top 10 bunch of players but they're not far off, you know what I mean? They're they're probably just below that in that group. they are certainly not relegation fighters, and I think it just maybe needs that little little bit of freshening up, and Jones has brought that, but I don't think he's been brought in to deliberately sort of uh, force Steve Bruce out in particular. Um, Whether it does that in the long term is up for question, but I don't think that was the original idea behind bringing him in.
0: No, me neither. Uh, lots of uh, questions coming in. We'll try and get through as many as we can. Liam says, "Do you think Longstaff should have accepted the loan move to Watford? Also linked with Valencia. I mean, if there is an issue, uh, you know, in the dressing room at the moment with Longstaff, should he have? Should he have potentially? You know, I, I think he's talking about maybe he's. I don't, is he talking about Sean or Matty? I'm not sure, but I'm talking about Sean. Do you think Sean should have gone to Valencia? You know, if there, if, if he's not going to get much of a look in."
1: I think there was interest from, from Valencia and others um, to take Sean, but I don't think that was ever really going to happen. Um, I think both players were keen to remain at the football club and fight fight their corner. I'll put it that way, they were ready to fight their corner. Um, I do think Matty Longstaff would have benefited from going away and playing games. Um, do I think Watford was the right club for him? I'm not 100% certain on that one. Um, they haven't got a great record for lone players, um, quite a transient club, change managers, change players so often. Um, I'm not certain that will be the best move for him, but it is a shame. It's a shame he couldn't have got out on loan somewhere because um, even even though he's probably one of the better centre fielders we've got, I just don't see Steve Bruce using him. Um, even when he's been playing well or come in and done well, um, or, or even when we've been desperate and we haven't been able to turn to anybody, he hasn't put him in squads. And look, I think I think it's it, like I said. I, I, I think people can probably join the dots and work out what I was talking about earlier, but. It isn't. It isn't a great situation with the long staffs, and I find that really sad. Um, two two uh, good young talented uh, jolly lads who've got the club at the heart, uh, bleed black and white, and, and and want to do well for this football club. Um, and, and I'm not sure that their careers are being best served at the football club they love.
0: Barry Hogan saying, "Do you believe that we we'll had the Scousers' new defender lined up before they swept in? Obviously, lots of rumours on transfer deadline day. I mean, is that is that genuine? Do you think?"
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Barry, it was. Yeah, they did.
0: Yeah. Um, Mo again says, Why do you think we were trying to sign Ozan Quebec when we have a defender out on loan at Spain called Florian Lejeune? Why can't we recall him back? You mentioned that slightly earlier, but I mean, was Quebec a, a genuine attempt as well to, to bring him in?
1: Yeah, they did. They, they really tried to get get him in. Um, I, like I said, with Lejeune, I'm not sure if there is a callback. Um, and if even if there is, I'm not 100% certain there's the willingness of Steve Bruce to do that. Um, I think you will probably leave him out there. And and look, I'm not gonna, I can't predict anything. But knowing knowing like what I knew in the summer with regards his thoughts on on the player, it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't. If Steve Bruce remains at this football club beyond the summer, it wouldn't surprise me if Florian Lejeune doesn't return and we don't see him, and he probably just leaves in the summer. But We'll wait and see on that one. Um, that's for, uh, a fight for another day. And, and for now, uh, I think I think for me, I, I probably would have thought about bringing Lejeune back because I think Newcastle have had the odd struggle. But as long as they get their injuries back, they should be all right. The cells, uh, Fernandez, uh, Dummett, Clark, um, Shaw. They've got five there who can all play. Um, and it's a desperation, you could put a key, um put Isaac Hayden back there, or, or disaster time and you put Emil Kraft in there. But there is enough. There is enough. Uh, enough bodies in that squad, probably, to not have to bring bring one back. I would suspect if they if they had brought her back in, you might have seen one of those centre halves leave the football code.
0: Um, was there an option to buy on Willock? Did you say that before or not? Or? I don't know.
1: I don't think there is. I don't. I I don't have a certain, but I don't believe there is. An option
0: to buy, no? Okay, a lot of people asking that. um ba Life goal says, any truth on four million pound bid for Richie turned down as club wanted eight million? I mentioned that as well. I mean, I'd, I'd heard that anyway that there was a difference in uh, in in amounts that they wanted. I mean, it could have been the contract, I suppose. But I mean, did that come out? Why the deal collapsed?
1: I think it was money. I think Newcastle Native wanted more money than than Bournemouth were willing to pay. There's been a lot of rumour and conjecture about the type of fees that were involved. Um, I, I was like to believe in the many Castle wanted in in around £5 million for the player um, and Bournemouth wouldn't pay it then so I'm not sure I'm not sure it's to away but if it has that's quite an incredible amount for a 31-year-old player who isn't in the first team to be honest I know he's mm-hmm. got a good contract he's got a long reasonably long term a lot of time left on it but that is a lot of money for a, for a 31-year-old old player who, who will be dropping down to the Championship with all the financial troubles that's been sort of rolling around in the last few months
0: Mike Gents, you're saying, is there any truth that Willick has signed on loan for 18 months?
1: It's just to the end of the season.
0: Just lay the end of the season Okay Yeah Baz Dost uh, says um, Arsenal don't want to sell Because they know he's very good But want to give him experience Which is fair enough Sean uh, He says Willock would only want to stay If the crowd around him uh, That doesn't continue So I, I kind of read the rest of that James goes uh, Bruce's attitude behaviour During the press conference Is terrible He's representing the club And the fans He should at least be polite Not sarcastic I think his well being Is being affected What's your thoughts I Now mean, that's an interesting point I mean we did talk about this You and I this afternoon When we were catching up up. And um, I've got to be honest, I brought it up I just find, you know, there is a little bit of animosity It, it has to be said still um, with some of his answers And um, he does seem to be doing things slightly differently And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really come across well, does it When you're managing Newcastle United And that's the way that you're, you're, you're dealing with the press
1: Apologies if I get on life coachy here But he doesn't look like he's particularly enjoying his job, he doesn't look like he's particularly enjoying the time that he has to spend answering questions. He doesn't look like a happy man. Um, and it makes you wonder whether he, he's, he's really keen to, for this to continue. But I suppose um, having dealt with managers all over the country, um, different jobs that I've had, football managers, you do they're egotists, they're all egotists. Um, they've all got a big ego. And Steve Bruce, I know for a fact, would believe that he will turn this around. Um, And we'll be taking great pleasure in in the the challenge of doing that. But I don't think he's particularly enjoying the questioning from the press. There's been some criticism of the press up until very recently saying, are you even asking the questions? I think you can tell by Steve Bruce's now tired, uh, really frustrated um, uh, reactions to questions, that he is tired of getting tough questions. He's tired of being asked about all the things that we all talk about among our friends on social media. He, He gets asked all of those questions. And he's fed up answering it, and it's come to a point where um, certain journalists aren't being allowed to ask questions, um, which happened uh, happened in the last game. There was three local lads travelled all the way across from here to to Everton and didn't get asked a question in the press conference, which is um, quite embarrassing. But I don't necessarily think that's just just a Steve Bruce thing. I think it's it's probably come from the club as well. Um, so yeah, I think he looks he cuts a really frustrated figure. Um, he does not look like a man who's enjoying it and and you talk about his well-being Um, yeah he he does not look mentally he doesn't look like somebody who's who's particularly enjoying the challenge but I'm sure he will be some part of him will be Um, and I think he's talked a lot about wanting to prove people wrong and I think he'll probably still feel that
0: Coming up to half-time in the uh, early kickoffs tonight, it's Sheffield United nil, West Brom one, Wolves nil, Arsenal one. Uh, so uh, we'll keep an eye on those scorelines uh, as the night uh, progresses. Um, yeah, lots lots of points coming in, lots of lots of similar stuff. Uh, people asking whether the uh, you know whether the opening of the Qatar embassy in Riyadh again is a positive sign on the progression of relations out there. Well, of course it is, but. I, I, me and you know Liam have said on this show more than one occasion. Neither of us are really um, Middle Eastern politics experts. Um, you know, surely that looks as if it's a good sign. We're, you know, we really do hope that that's a good sign. You know, we, we've used the phrase many, many times. There's even been a T-shirt sold by charity uh, about dots joining. Uh, we we'll still believe that. And um, but tonight, genuinely, guys um, and girls, we don't have anything to say about the takeover. There's absolutely nothing to say, and I, I really don't. You know, I don't really see the point. Of us, you know, giving you any information When there isn't any information, so if there is any Stuff, hopefully uh, by next week Maybe there is something, we'll, we'll get back On that, but uh, we don't want the show to become Overrun with a takeover um, And and that's not a negative, as, as Liam Said earlier Um Fungo Freddy says, "How do men watched Adam P's video of the new signing yesterday? I'm over the knot with the new uh, German centre back. Oh, I couldn't understand a word that kid said. <laughs> oh, well, look, poor Adam. He does his best, and anyone who puts their head above the parrot bit and does these podcasts, Fungo. Look, it's not easy. Um, Liam will tell you. Liam did uh, match day live for the Shields Gazette. Liam, didn't you? Um, for Leeds yeah. United. Tell us about the experience, mate. Did you enjoy it?"
1: uh right so we did we did the Leeds game last week with the YEP uh Yorkshire Evening Post we did like a live watch along that Steve does every single game and I was absolutely exhausted when I finished it I I was Steve Wraith for the night um it was just when I finished I had a like a, a newfound absolute respect for the job that Steve does um on a match day because it was an exhausting experience enjoyable all the same but a really really tough experience and never mind the respect for steve which i have anyway but i just thought i couldn't stop thinking about the likes of jeff stelling who sits <laughs> there for eight hours and does that every saturday i mean he gets well paid for it don't get us wrong yeah but wow it was it was a really tiring uh, tiring experience i think when, it, when we finished it was about three and a half hours when i finished i literally just collapsed on my desk in the workplace i was exhausted and had a half an hour little break before I thought, right, I better do some work now. But it was look, hats off to you, Steve. It's it's uh, it's some job that you do.
0: Thanks, mate. You know, look, it's it is tough. It is tough to do. And um, like I said, Adam, Adam, you know, we we had an issue and we cleared it up. And we, you know, we came on. He came on my show. I went on his. Look, he's a young lad. He's trying his best. Uh, There's a few other podcasts out there, um, which, you know, they're they're small, they're trying to build themselves, and uh, good luck to them. Uh, Everyone's got an opinion, um, and, you know, everyone's opinion is valid. I keep saying that. Nobody is right or wrong, and um, that's what makes football... You know, the game that it is, opinions. Um, but it's, it's about how you handle it, how you put yourself out there. And I've seen all the social media stuff today. I've, I've got to be honest, I've ignored a lot of the comments tonight about it. I don't really want to get sucked into it. Um, people ask him when I'm going to have Keith back on the show. Keith will be back on the show when there's something to say. Um, he's had uh, three appearances on NUFC Matters. He's a, a welcome guest. Um, and um, I've got to be honest, I've got to know him, unlike a lot of people on social media. Um, you know, he's explained the social media situation as well. He's had a chat about it, and, uh, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm just not going to get drawn into it anymore. I didn't get drawn into it today. I ignored social media until later on. I'd had a chat with Liam, and then I, I realised what had been going on. And, I, I look, for me, um, we did the Think Before You Tweet campaign. I was delighted to do it, and, um, you know, my my... My views on social media changed a lot Last year when when I was targeted And we've said enough about it on this show Let's concentrate on football Newcastle United won at the weekend Let's hope to win again tonight Let's start looking ahead to tonight's game, Liam Um, Newcastle against Crystal Palace Um, It's a you know, it's not out the frying pan into the fire anymore. We're, you know, we've been used to losing games and, and not getting any points, but it's an 8:15 kickoff tonight. Obviously, Lascelles is missing, um, potentially damaged his hamstring uh, at Everton, um, so we're not sure how long he's going to be out. Ryan Fraser, of course, hasn't trained this week due to being ill. Uh, Kieran Clark came off the bench uh, To replace uh, Lascelles It's unclear whether Federico Fernandez Is going to be fit enough to feature tonight uh, he's, master- he's missed the last four matches Of course due to injury uh, Joe Willock wasn't signed in time to feature in the game tonight uh, Crystal Palace Connor Wickham, Jeffrey Schlupp uh, Mamadou Sacco, Wayne Hennessy, Nathan Ferguson and James Tompkins are all unavailable for them French forward Mateta is yet to make his debut He completed a loan move from Mains last month uh, Palace, uh, form-wise, uh, ended a run of just one victory in 10 league cup fixt- league and cup fixtures by beating Wolves 1-0 at Selhurst Park on Saturday. So not, not in a great run of form themselves. Uh, they failed to score a goal in their most recent four away games in all competitions, which is a run of 416 minutes. Now, before the Everton game, <laughs> we would have probably been putting money on them uh, ending that run uh, of goals. Um, but look, we've got to be positive, haven't we, tonight, going into it. And you would think... That the team is going to be positively. What 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 what's your thoughts on that? And what are you expecting Steve Bruce to do tonight? Um, you know, formation wise and, and are you expecting any surprises or changes?
1: So I expect it to be as good as the same team. There's been a lot of talk this week about two changes. Um I'm led to believe there's only one change in the team. I'll let everybody work out what they, they think that one might be. Um it's it's got to be the same again, it's got to be the same formation, it's got to be the same team the same approach Um, I know we're talking about horses for courses but I think it would be really daft to change what what worked so well on Saturday Um, and I think your casting should really uh, go for the jugger again, press high, push on, try to get a couple of goals, create some chances and I think they can do that Um, I think they can do that tonight, I don't don't really think I really feel that um, I really feel that that that, that, that we we'll have to hope it's not a flash in the pan. I don't believe it will be. I think I think that there was a there was a real moment on Saturday where you thought, no, this has changed. I put a tweet out there after 20 minutes saying this is really good. Hope it continues. It probably won't. 40 minutes it did. 60 minutes and it, and it just kept all the way through. It was a really positive performance, and then we've just got, we've just got to pray that it's not a flash in the pan. And, and I don't don't believe it is. Like I say, one change I'm expecting tonight, um, probably not the two it that, that's been hinted at this week um, some people might be disappointed by it but I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing I think the team plays really well as a unit and I think the least changes you can make to a team, the better
0: Yep, uh, if he says the ban has been lifted on Qatari newspaper websites Al Cast channel, I don't know when exactly but the ban was lifted, which is uh, more good stuff, big shout out to Chris Ellis thank you mate for uh, becoming a YouTube uh, member uh, Simon says Liam Ashley will have to spend in the summer with Gail Murphy, Carol Fernandez, Shaw, Lazar, Xavier, and maybe more out of contract in the summer. Yeah, I mean look, if I, if Ashley is still here in the summer, um, or even if he isn't, and we've got new owners, there's gonna be some major surgery in uh, the summer transfer window, isn't there?
1: The way I would look at it, you name those name those names. Like Fernandez is the one and it stands out really that you want tied down. Um Shaw I don't necessarily think will leave. Um Again, I can't really say much on that, but I'll let people work out why he may not. The same happened, very similar situation to Fernandez last season. Um, Murphy's an interesting one. They are trying to get a new deal there. Um, Dwight Gale is also one in conversations about a new deal. Um, I'm not so certain that one will happen. Um certainly because of just a, a general lack of game time, he hasn't been being played. And I don't think the footballer, despite wanting to stay at I don't think he particularly wants to stay at a football club where he is not getting a game, even when even when the team isn't scoring goals. I think it's been quite a frustrating six months for Dwight Gale, really. well, sort of three months since he got he got back fit. Um Andy Carroll's the one, is he probably going to be kept on for another year because he's relatively cheap. Um I doubt it. I think his time's probably come at the end of the season and I think that's probably where the biggest freshening up of things is going to have to take place because you've got one striker in in Callum Wilson, and then you haven't really got anybody else after that unless they do put Gale on a short-term one year, year loan or something along those uh, one year extension sorry along those lines um yeah I, I think I think there is um problems waiting down the line but re- let's be realistic if I was, we're talking about Dwight Gale Jacob Murphy um Fabian Shaw, even when, when Newcastle are at full strength, those players don't necessarily play in the side. Um, Annie Carroll. If you lost Carroll, Murphy, and and uh, and Gail, would it really be such a big uh, big loss to the team? I, I would argue that it won't be. No, so um, I think Fernandez is the one for me that that I would be really looking to tie down. We've seen Kieran Clarke a new deal recently. I want to see Federico Fernandez rewarded for his fantastic performances. Um, for his real consistency over
0: the last two years Yep, yeah, okay uh, Toon man. 144 thanks for becoming a member F- Honestly, thanks for doing that guys You don't have to, um, if you want to become a member It's just a small donation towards the channel um, it, it is much appreciated And uh, it'll all go towards uh, uh, Paying for those Christmas drinks If we ever get that Christmas uh, party um, That uh, we're all uh, hoping for To raise money for the food bank um, But it'd be great if we could do that We've got about uh, five minutes left um, so we'll we'll just try and get through a couple more questions before we ask Liam for a prediction tonight because I know he's got to go off and get ready for his uh, his coverage on the Shields Gazette uh, site. Uh, Barry Hogan says I love Bruce's comments when asked about trying to get someone from PSG, and he said Neymar than thought he was funny. <laughs> I didn't hear that, like, but look, you've got look that is funny. That Steve Bruce has come out with something like that. I personally. <laughs> I personally find that funny, but you know, it it, it each to their each to their own. Uh, Alex says, "I'm convinced we'll stay up. If the takeover collapses, does Bruce stay or go in the eyes of the club? Good question. I mean, you know, if if if, if Ashley stays and new uh, and Newcastle do stay up, um, you know, he's got a decision to make on 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 that score, I suppose, as well, hasn't he? But I can imagine him just keeping it as it is if we're still.
1: I would imagine he'd probably keep as it is. Steve Bruce has got another year's contract after the end of this one. Um... And and I remember when it was announced, it wasn't. It didn't say it was a definitive three-year contract. It said an initial three-year contract. So that makes you wonder if there's any ideas on, on any any caveats with that deal that there might be extensions and things like that already built into it. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that, that it would you would just keep it as it is. I don't I don't see any. He wouldn't see any need to change in particular.
0: Yeah, David Reed asking where the ladies are tonight. Well, that was last night, mate. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a live show. Um, I was otherwise engaged. I had work in Liverpool yesterday. I had to travel to Liverpool, so it was pre-recorded on Sunday. Um, so that's where the ladies are. And if you want to catch up with that, you can watch that on the playlist under uh, Ladies Night. Uh, Chugs is asking what the uh, the lineup is tonight. It comes out an hour before kickoff, so seven fifteen. Dive on to Newcastle United's timeline or the Shields Gazette's timeline. You should be able to find it there. Uh, Ross says, only players that worry me tonight are Zaha and Eze. If we can keep them quiet, then I feel we'll come out on top. Yeah, I mean, they're the big threats on the tonight, Liam.
1: Yeah, talented, talented footballers who can really cause damage. We we'll talk about Alan St-Maximin um, having an impact off Newcastle United's bench, but those two players are up there with Alan St-Maximin in Premier League terms as, as, as really talented players who can post past people and, and cause havoc. So, yeah, Newcastle need to the need to be uh, really aware to that but I think that if they can prevent those getting on the ball as much as, as other teams have in recent weeks in particular then I think Newcastle will be alright keep the high press going and focus on what we do well, which was Saturday just do do some, do some a lot of that again and I think Newcastle United will come out with a positive result tonight
0: Ewan, I've not seen this, he says uh, Rafa Benitez is in talks with Marseille tonight I've not heard that, have you heard that Liam?
1: I haven't heard it but it wouldn't surprise us like i said i've said i think i said it on here last week Rafa benitez, to me is somebody that does not like being out of work and it would not surprise me even though he is the preferred choice of the consortium and pcp in particular and had an influential role in, in largely in, in getting things rolling on this on these deals and um, it wouldn't surprise me if rafa benitez takes a good job <laughs> because because he's, he's a manager in demand, he's a manager of a lot of quality and like I said, he's not somebody who wants to sit around twiddling his thumbs. I've no idea if he is in talks with with Marseille but it really wouldn't surprise me given that it's such a short distance away as well.
0: Yeah, i have just ch- chasing that up. Um, Rafa Benitez linked with Marseille, but Quip's detail about NUFC contract proposals should raise hopes that he'll stay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just one of those stories which is obviously doing the rounds. I, I don't trust Quip, I've got to be perfectly honest. Everything seems to get lost in translation when uh, they put something out there as well. Tom Dixon says, Steve, do you think that they might cancel the Dunstan season and start again next season? Tom, don't quote us on this, but... I wouldn't be surprised Bonnie lad I think uh, I think we've seen uh, I've seen. I think we've seen the end of that season. I, ca- I can't see how they can do it. I mean, you know, how are they going to get through? And you know, how are they going to get the game play? A game's played. I mean, it, it just it doesn't bode well uh, for any of the non league teams. I don't think. And um, let's see uh, see what happens with that. Lots of people, as always, saying great show, brilliant show, which is which is very nice. Uh, Bill Burnett says, uh, "Why don't you organize a big party when COVID nineteen is in the past? It would be great to have a get there uh, Bill, we have a sellout show, um, a Christmas show, uh, which we were hoping to have. At Christmas last year um, It sold out with Lee Clark But that was limited numbers Covid numbers um, So we could only do 80 tickets um, So hopefully um, Once we do get back to some kind of normality And we can do something Hopefully we'll be able to fill the concert room at the Irish Club With a few more people It was only uh, a 10 or a ticket I think If I remember rightly I have to double check um, But yeah um you know we've already handed the money over to the food bank. Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to increase the capacity and have a lot more of you there. We've also got a big event coming up at the Town Theatre um, when uh, as I say, COVID allows We've already got it lined up, there you go I've got the flyer there um, Which people haven't uh, Probably haven't seen for a while, I was sharing it quite a bit When I was hopeful that the the event was going to go ahead Last year, but yeah, at the moment Tommy Wright, Kevin Scott, Lee Clark, Steve Howie, Keith Gillespie, Liam O'Brien, Darren Peacock John Beresford, Rob Lee and Super Mac uh, And John Gibson, Joe Allen And myself, and quite a few Of the uh, NUFC Mattes team Are going to be there, so yeah If you get onto uh, Groupon and um, uh, our website, if you want to buy them off there, but get onto Groupon, you should be able to get a a deal on uh, Groupon for those tickets still. So uh, get yourself on there and, um, you know, fingers crossed, we'll be able to get together in the new year. Liam, uh, we often give you an opportunity to just tell people where they can find you and your work. So if you just want to give a little push, mate, to uh, the Shields Gazette and where people can find you
1: i always say if you like what i do uh name j at Lame J kennedy 23 on on twitter I give us a follow um we work on a subscription model at the shields gazette so we we don't always go for the clickbaity sort of stuff it's more your longer reads and and, and breaking news and, and all that kind of thing and hard news um so yeah um just just if you can if you can afford it if you like what i do on here and you like what i write then um just jump on and, and put your money in the pot as they say um because good journalism money doesn't come for free. Um, we've had it for free for a long time, but it's 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 moving back. It's not always not always going to be that way. And I think a lot of a lot of people out there are now having to pay for the the quality journalism journalism with the subscriptions elsewhere. And the Times, Athletic, and others. And look, we're just we're just getting ahead of that curve as well. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy it, just just you'll find you'll find a link at the top of my at the top of my Twitter. It's pinned pinned to the top. So yeah, no thanks, Steve. It's been it's been another good one. Take over free. Take over free Tuesdays.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swag dog. I will. Joe Allen's no good with technology. Honestly, we'll get him on once we can actually get him face to face. Once we're allowed to sit down, even if I've got to go to his house and do it off my own computer, um, you know, I'll do it. But Joe just doesn't do doesn't do technology very well, and it it was no fun. He kept cutting out and all that. Chugs. Thanks very much, mate. He says, hey, "Can we get Tino to one of these parties?" Wow, you don't want that, mate. Honestly, um, and plus I'd end up having to look after him. Uh, and probably pay for them um, But yeah, look, Chugs, thanks for coming on It's your first show, it's nice to know that uh, We've still got people tuning in for the first time uh, In that case, I will go through this iTunes and Spotify um, You can find all of our shows apart from the match day Lives On there, so if you miss any of the shows And you're out walking your dog uh, You can uh, listen to me and Liam Talking uh, on various podcasts uh, You can also um find us on uh, all the playlists are on there liam's show is under liam kennedy playlists on uh, the youtube channel you can watch all of our shows on there if you want to and all the other shows that we do uh are on there now but please subscribe to the channel click subscribe just hit that little button down there hit subscribe click like and click share share it out to your friends as I see i'm going to go off and have a, a a quick cuppa and a bit chill out before a match day live quick prediction liam
1: i think we'll win 2-0 tonight i don't know where this ridiculous confidence has come from but i do genuinely feel we'll win 2-0
0: it's, a, it's wonder isn't it what a, what a win does So match day live 7.45 uh, We will be back uh, And today Special day Hughie Gallagher was born um, What a player he was Allegedly I Never saw him uh, I know I'm old But I'm not that old uh, But yeah um, Today was the day That Hughie Gallagher was born One of those famous Number nines uh, Liam I'll let you go off And get prepared for the match mate Great to have you on As always And I'll see you next week mate Take care Cheers Steve Take care mate Bye <laughs> can do myself again